meeting with us here in this place this evening. We just ask that you would uh, bless our time of worship, God. Remind us of who you are in our lives and how you brought us to this place, Lord. I thank you so much for the testimonies of all the students as we get to know each other, God. Just ask that you draw us closer. Just uh, pray your presence be thick with us this evening, Lord, that we could have an encounter with you, Lord. I just ask your blessing with the uh, speaker this evening, God, that you would uh, have a message for us that we can take with us. We just thank you for bringing us to this place. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. How many people here screen their calls? Come on, be honest now. How many people screen their calls? How many people answer the phone regardless of who's on the other end? Really? You guys are brave. You are brave. How many people never ever answer their phone regardless of who it is? Yeah, you guys are about my kid's age. I can never get them to answer the phone. Never answer the phone. Well. If you're like me, you're likely to answer the phone if you know who the caller is, right? Yes, all in favor say aye. All right, likely, this is not a trick question. I'm not going to ask you to buy a phone later. <laughs> you're likely to answer the phone if you know who the caller is or if you want to talk to the caller that you know. Anybody screen their calls? Okay, just checking. Now, who is it if you're looking on your phone and you see that somebody's called, who's, who's, whose calls don't you answer? So who? Bill collectors, all right, anybody else? 884 numbers, and? His, yeah, Tad's mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mother-in-law. <laughs> you can say with Tad tonight because of what that I, I, I typically don't make time for telemarketers. Anybody answer telemarketers if you know? Oh. <laughs> uh, survey takers, one of my favorite kind of phone calls to get. Uh, petition gatherers, or just sometimes there are people we just not rather talk to when they call anyway. The nerve. We do make time, at least most of the time. We do make time for family, family, uh, friends. Do you guys not have any friends, or just they don't call you on the phone? <laughs> friends, they answered. Okay, all right, come on. Now, this is not uh, coworkers. Amen. Okay, all right. A and we would make time for sports heroes. Who'd you like to get a call from? Anybody want to hear from Peyton? 
checking. No? All right, just checking. Or, or celebrities of some kind, uh, persons of influence. If the governor called, and I'm not going to say the governor of which state, that way we'll just clear the politics out of there. But if the governor called, would you answer the phone? Well, of course you would. It's a person of influence, person of, person of power, person who intrigues us. I, I don't ever get those kind of calls, but I'd probably answer them if I did. Well, that's kind of the point. It's kind of the point of the first four chapters of the book of Matthew. See, Jesus is so special that if he calls you, you make time for him. You answer. So the text, our theme for the week, our theme for the year, Matthew 4, 18, 19 and 20. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon and Peter, and his, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. And they were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. And at once they left their nets and followed him. That's the word of the Lord. So I want to, I we're going to rehearse something right here. I'll say the word of the Lord, and I need you to say, thanks be to God. The word of the Lord. So now, if you're reading this for the first time, or if you're hearing the stories for the first time, it, it, it'd be kind of hard to figure out why, why those four fishermen would bother to listen to Jesus, let alone leave their nets and follow him. I mean, every fisherman knows there's always a chance to catch more, right? So we'd need to know the rest of the story if this is all we knew. So the point of the first four chapters of the Gospel of Matthew, in fact, the point of the Gospel of Matthew itself can be reduced to one simple phrase. Jesus of Nazareth is the Messiah. Amen? Amen? Jesus of Nazareth is the Messiah. That's the point of the book. That's the point of these first four chapters. We, so he tells us about his birth. He tells us about his boyhood. He tells us about his baptism. And being a good preacher, I looked for another B, but that's all there were. Birth, boyhood, baptism. And then we read about how he overcame Satan's temptations and how he announced God's kingdom being at hand. Matthew wanted all the evidence to support the notion that anybody who heard the story or who read the book would believe that Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth is the Messiah. Amen? And then, and then he asks four fishermen to follow. And listen to what happens on the other side of that invitation. And Vic, would you put that slide up? I want us to see where they were. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness among the people. News about him spread all over Syria. That's Syria. The Syria that just has lost two million people because of the infighting. The Syria that we're trying to figure out how to help them, uh, how to help them from hurting each other. 
News about him spread all over Syria, and people brought to him all who were ill with various diseases, those who were suffering severe pain, the demon-possessed, those having seizures and the paralyzed, and Jesus healed them. Large crowds from Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and the region around the Jordan followed him. That's the word of the Lord. See, the point of the passage, the point of the book, is that Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth is the Messiah. Look at who he was. Look at what he did. And, Moses, and, then, and then Matthew just begs the question then, if Jesus is the Messiah, what will you do when he calls? But before we decide if we'll make time for Jesus, if we'll answer the call, there's more to consider. Behind the detailed accounts of Jesus' birth and youth and early ministry, there's a whole other level to his story. Somebody else told this part of his story. It was, it was John. So I want to remind us of what John told us about Jesus of Nazareth. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the same was in the beginning with God. Through him all things were made, and without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. And the light shines, not shown. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Amen? Not did not overcome it, has not overcome it. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. Anybody belong to that group? Amen. Amen. And so the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. That is the word of the Lord. You see, it, it's the word who invited those four fishermen that day to go fishing for people. It's the word who is the one who preached the good news, who healed the sick, who delivered the possessed. It's the word who moved into our neighborhood and called folks like us to follow him. See, the point of the passage is clear. Jesus of Nazareth is the word. Amen. Look at who he is. Look at what he does. So, Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the word. 
What will we do when he calls? But before we have a chance to respond, I want you to hear what the Apostle Paul says. What the Apostle Paul said about Jesus before we decide whether we'll pick up the phone or not. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created. How many things? How many things? All things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. How many things? All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. I, I need that verse right there, because that includes me. And you. Amen? Amen. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn among the dead, so that in everything, so that in what? Everything, so that in? He might have the supremacy. Point of this passage is clear. Jesus of Nazareth is the Son of God. Amen. Amen. Look, look at all that the Son has done. Look at all that the Son does. And look at all the Son will do. That's what Paul says. Check it out. Figure it out. So Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the Word. Jesus is the Son of God. What will we do? What will we do when he calls? One more picture. Just one more. One more that we must consider before we're through. I saw heaven opening, standing open. And there before me was a white horse whose rider is called Faithful and True. And with justice he judges and he wages war. His eyes are like blazing fire, and on his head, on his head are many crowns. He has a name written on him that no one knows but he himself. He is dressed in a robe dipped in blood, and his name is the Word of God. The armies of heaven are following him, riding on white horses and dressed in fine linen, white and clean. Coming out of his mouth is a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations. He will rule them with an iron scepter. He treads the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God Almighty. And on his robe and on his thigh, he has this name written. King of kings and Lord of lords. What's the name written on his robe? 
King of kings and Lord of lords. What's the name written on his thigh? King of kings and Lord of lords. Who is he? The King of kings and the Lord of lords. The point of this passage is as clear as crystal. Jesus of Nazareth is Lord of all. Amen? Amen. So behold his majesty. Behold his splendor. Behold his glory. So Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the Word. Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is the Lord of all. What will we do when he calls? What will we do when he says, come, follow me, and I will send you out to fish for people? We're going to screen his call. Going to block his call? Going to ignore his call or send his call to voicemail? Or will we follow him with all our lives? of his presence, the promise of his call and grace, and then the challenge of ever saying yes, where is this?